Welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Borns, founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Each week, we provide you with strategies, tips, and encouragement about pursuing your life's passions, embodying the confident version of yourself, and overcoming obstacles to living authentically so that you can attract success and be the boss in all areas of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I am your host, Selena Borns, your mindset strategist and founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Now, today I welcome Candy, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your last name right. Is it Jeter? It's Jeter. It's Jeter. All right. Yep, Candy. Like <laughs> I'm sorry? Yes, Jeter, like Derek Jeter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Candy uses her emotional mindscape method to help successful women in midlife train their minds to master their emotions without doubting themselves so that they can surpass their goals without stress and overwhelm. Hello again, Candy. Welcome so much to the podcast and thank you for hanging out with us here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Selena. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Okay. So first things first, let's talk about your emotional mindscape method. The title is intriguing. So tell us more about it. Well, um, it's a, it's a method that is when I first started, I started out just, you know, like everybody else, I had a, a, you know, life experience. Uh, which was divorced, got married very early, uh, like around 21, got divorced around 31, two kids, you know, it's pretty much the same story as everybody else's, except there are little nuances to everything, right? And everybody has their lesson to learn. And through the, the lessons that I had to learn, I began to just kind of script my way through because I am a writer. And um that was how I, I was able to assist myself in mastering my emotions. And um, so over the years, I just kind of started playing around with these different formulas um, that I would use in order to pinpoint my feelings and things like that. And as I began to sharpen it, I started developing, you know, principles and formulas and steps and it turned into an actual method that I use to coach with. Awesome. That is awesome. So you say you're a writer, um, like you're an author or you just you just like to write? Yes. I Well, I'm an author of a few books and um, my first one is 25 Thoughts About Your Destiny. That was just something that started out as a journal and it was basically the lessons that I had learned through the things that I had gone through. And I did that back in 2007. And that's this book here. And and then I, I didn't market it, it or anything. I did have a book signing, but it was just basically almost like lessons to my children. I wanted to just put it in writing and pass it to them so that if they ever wanted to learn anything from me, they could just pick up a book and read it. It was really for them. 
That's awesome. Okay, so you say that you help successful women in midlife. Now, what prompted you to focus on that particular group of women? Well, I think when I was in my 20s, you have a, uh, you think that you can do things on your own. So you're not really listening. You're kind of filling things out. And in your 30s, you begin to kind of develop a way of doing things, but at the same time, it's not a consistent way of doing things. And you're still kind of going bump in the night and you're still trying to tweak what you think you know and then you then you learn that you don't know anything all over again it just keeps going and keeps going around 40 late 30s early 40s you start to think hey maybe i need a therapist or a coach or a book or a system or something so that i because you feel like, okay, well, I really have a whole lot of time here. And mostly around that time, people start settling into their careers. They start investing in themselves more. Their children are a little bit more independent so they can think a little bit clearer. And um, so I decided, okay, this is the group I want to work with. Because when I was in my 20s, I was working I, I was working with single moms. I was single mama diva back then. And mm -hmm. I was doing all kind of meetups and doing things and we would bring our kids. So at every stage of my life, I always did something, but I found that working with women in midlife who knew themselves, but didn't really understand their full potential was the sweet spot for me. And that's amazing because just like you said, you know, when we're in our 20s, we think we know everything. And, you know, in the 30s, I've found, well, at least now with, with the generation coming up now when they're in their 30s, that's when they really feel like, oh, well, now I got to turn up and and uh, relive my 20s. And um, typically in midlife, you're, you're right. We're, we get at that point where we're more open to um constructive criticism. We're more open to learning more about ourselves and uh, digging deep and more open to actually taking the actual steps and the action that is required to move forward. Because, you know, a lot of younger women, they don't focus on that. They think they have the rest of their lives. And like you said, you get to a certain point in life and you start to wonder, hmm, how much more time do I have here on this earth to 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 leave a mark, you know? And so that's kind of like what happened with me. You know, I was yeah. turn, turning 50 and my kids were, were leaving the nest and all of a sudden I was like, now what? You know, I had to figure out what, who Selena was. And, and then that's when I got involved in the different entrepreneurship uh, journeys and, and trying to figure out how I was going to leave a legacy. So right. I love that you focus on that group of women. Now, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm always interested in how they got started doing what they do. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but give us a little bit more uh, detail on what sparked this passion for you. Well, let's, I would have to go all the way back to 1989 was when I got my license as a cosmetologist. Um, and 
of course, cosmetologists are everything to everybody sometimes. Right. And I would just find myself constantly, you know, giving advice behind the chair, you know, uh, listening and, you know, just doing what I do now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I would say maybe about, I would say seven years ago, that I, you know, I had retired from doing hair once I had graduated with my degrees and decided I wanted to work in the university system. So I work for the University of North Carolina now. Um, but I never did give up my entrepreneurial because uh, I had owned two salons before I actually did it, you know, went into the university. But the my divorce, my financial changes changed and my career shifted because when I divorced, I decided, well, I better finish my college degree. I am a divorced mother of two. That might be the best route to go. Um, even though I was used to being an entrepreneur, I wasn't sure what that looked like with two kids. So I decided to uh, work for the state and get benefits, right? And so um, once I started going to school, I just got uh, encouraged to continue. And that's how I ended up with advanced degrees and things like that, which helped in right. life because it helped with discipline. It helped with a lot of things, but I, I don't really need it. Um, and so it is just basically, I just made a full circle kind of back as a beauty tip for your soul kind of person, mm -hmm. more so than beauty tips for your hair or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. Because, you know, that leads right to my next question, because I was going to say coaching people is such a rewarding profession. Right. But it can take a lot out of you. So how do you stay true to yourself, your authentic self? And, and how do you take care of candy? Well, I'm an introvert by nature. And <laughs> so I've lived my whole life learning how to pull away from the world. Um, the world doesn't like that though. I mean, you know, sometimes people think you're a little weird or, you know, um, you kind of, you know, sometimes I may be walking or doing something, something may be on my mind and I'll really be checked out and somebody may think, oh, she's, you know, stuck up, she's not. But I, I really do kind of check out naturally so what I do is um, <clears throat> instead of I, I schedule checkout times and uh, because it is important when you're dealing with the public that you're always kind of aware of your surroundings, because if I'm out and somebody sees me, um, <clears throat> it doesn't help that I don't recognize spaces in other environments, you know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, you sound just like me. I just have to. I'm sorry, but go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they'll they'll say, you know, I saw you, but you didn't speak to me. I thought maybe you were in a bed. And I'm like, no, I really didn't see you. I was like, if you ever see me, you know, tap me on the shoulder, you know, tell me where you, I, you know, we first met and then I can go back there. Um, and, I, you know, no matter how much I try, it still can happen sometimes. So, um I, I do have to make the extra effort to set aside that time to rejuvenate 
because a lot of people think introverts don't like people and that's very much not the case. I am one who I thrive off of deep relationships. No, I'm not like trying to be like the life of the party and everybody, everybody's friend. But I do thrive on deep relationships when I connect with people. So that's that's always been, you know, something that I've had to be aware of because everybody doesn't they don't really understand that. But I'm comfortable with it. But I do like to, you know, educate people on introverted personalities, especially with women, because as women, people expect us to constantly be engaged. Yes. And it's just not realistic, you know. Right. And, you know, I, I just want to say you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> because I'm introverted by nature as well, right? And it's like my husband is the total opposite. He is the life of the party, the extrovert. And I clearly remember one day, because he's a workaholic, and he came home from the gym all excited. He met this, this guy that they really hit it off and, you know, or they became really good friends. And he was like, oh, you have to come to the gym. You have to meet his wife. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, you know, and yeah. so you know, it just took all that was in me to to go hang out and you know meet them, and and as it turned out, we had a, a long friendship. But um, and then like when COVID hit, you know how like people said, "Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm having a hard time. I can't be around people." Us introverts, we were just totally happy with that. Oh, we get I to was, stay home. <laughs> it's static, so right? Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. I actually think I did some reverse aging during that period. I got rest, I, I exercised better, I ate better. I could, I, it was just, it was wonderful. And look, that whole thing you said about not recognizing people in outside of certain environments, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because we, we could go somewhere and it could be somebody that I've worked with for years you know, or seeing them in the building, at least. I know I know their names. And yeah. if I see them outside of work and, you know, at a restaurant or something, I'm like, and my husband will say, that's so-and-so. They work with us. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> after they're gone, you know, because I'm sitting there just staring at them. He's like, you had no idea who that was. Huh? Yeah, was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that helped me, I do a lot of things. I always find something that kind of helps. Um, I am, um, when I was younger, I had gotten into astrology and a lot of Christian people, you know, thought astrology was like of the devil and all that kind of stuff. And I never really thought anything of it because I had always done my research and I've always been a fan of typologies. Uh -huh. I love the Myers-Briggs. I love the Enneagram. I love the, four, the, the temperaments, um, anything that deals with personality types, mm -hmm. I love them, obsessed with them. And so um, once I um, came up on astrology and actually became a serious student of it, um, I realized it was so much deeper. And actually, mm -hmm. all the typologies that we use are pulled out of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was one of those, and, and a lot of psych, psychological theories, a lot of psychology, um, it's not just for entertainment and it doesn't have anything to do with anything necessarily spiritual or religious or anything like that. So um, 
what I started doing, especially like with my clients, I would, you know, get their birthdays because I was sending them cards and things like that anyway. And so I would just kind of look at their charts and we would have conversations and I love stories. And Mm -hmm. so what I would do was I would get into their stories. I would see certain archetypes in their charts Mm -hmm. that kind of match their personalities. And I would get to really just know them on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And that helped stick things to to my memory. And I would be able to give them more of a um, tailored experience. And that's how I do my clients. And so it's like when I see people now, I say, oh, yeah, you know, you're the one with the Aquarian child or you're the one who, yeah, your birthday is the same day as my grandmother's or something mm-hmm. like that to kind of. So so what helps is to find something really important that you like and tie it to each person every time you meet them in a very, very uh, creative way. And it will stick. And you'll say, oh, yeah, I remember you. How's your son doing in his karate classes? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So well, I do, do you remember their names? <laughs> I, well, what happens is, is I will write them down mm-hmm. I, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that good with names, but I'll associate it with the name and actually mm-hmm. write it down. And it does. It helps. Good. It helps. Yeah. Good. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, your coaching and and your entrepreneurial journey. What obstacles have you had to overcome while pursuing those passions? Um, I think the main obstacle is consistency. Like right now, my father is sick and it's like every time I get on the roll to do something and I begin to get started on something, it's like it's um it's something always happens right Mm -hmm. and that's life right you just have to push through and push through and push through and i think that has been the most difficult thing um is is consistency okay all right well i recently shared the virtual stage with you as a speaker for the Refresh and Renew in 2022 Summit, and it was phenomenal. Now, you were the keynote speaker, and your title was The Three Pillars of Self-Love That Lead to Intentional Power. Before we get off, I'd like for you to leave us with just one takeaway from that speech. Well, I think the takeaway, for the most part, is to know the difference between, and I, I won't say exactly like I said it there, but the difference between being the lover of yourself and self-love. Okay. A lot of people, especially people who've been brought up and they've been told, you know, you know, in the last days, people will be the lovers of themselves. And now we're in this age of self-love and people are being taught that it's selfish. Mm-hmm. And one thing about self-love is you you learn how to preserve yourself so that you can be useful to other people. You better yourself. You better your finances. 
you you take care of yourself first so that you have more of yourself to give that's self-love and being a lover of yourself in, in the way that people have been taught is just so selfish is more about putting yourself first and and only you know where everything revolves around you so much so that nobody you're, you're no good to anybody mm -hmm. and so i think that um teaching people exactly how to love themselves mm -hmm. and have more of themselves to give i know that you probably aren't able to see but i have like a t-shirt that that says let go and have more so I, I definitely teach people, you know, how to do these things. But at the same time, you, you start from the inside out. You know, it's never like, oh, it's just all on the inside and I never let it flow outward. So that I think that is something that people need to understand the difference between those two things. That's powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, let me ask you this. Um, is there anything that you're working on right now that we need to look out for? And, you know, just tell us how people can stay in touch with you. You know, give us your, if you have a website or, you know, your social media handles, all that good stuff. Well, at this point, what I'm really working at, well, I have, when I talked about letting go, I didn't bring up the book. Uh, my other book is, <laughs> is letting go right? How to let go. Seven, seven steps to letting go, even when it seems impossible. Mm -hmm. um, and that is one of the things that I teach in my emotional mindscape method. And it's actually the actual program is called Nine Steps to Power. And people can actually go to www nine steps to power.com in order to learn more about what that is about okay. right um we don't have time to go into all the details here but that's one place where i'm able to be reached one of the other places is the lettinggobook.com which is what i recommend everybody start there because i am wanting everyone to join me on a 12 week book study course now people may need to email me first because i'm still working on the site so that everybody can kind of go straight there mm -hmm. but i do have if, if people want to reach me they can reach me at candy c-a-n-d-i at mindscapeartist.com but if you go to the letting go book um which i only like to give one domain because i don't want to confuse people but if you go to the lettinggobook.com that uh, will put you in um my email sequence and i will be able to email and let everybody know where to go for the 12 week it's going to be a 12 week book study on how to let go and that'll be the best way. Okay, great, great. And for everybody who's listening and watching, I will have the links in the description um, 
for the podcast. So again, Candy, I just want to thank you for taking time to be here and hang out with us here on the podcast. I really appreciate you. And, um, you. you know, we definitely will have everybody reach out to you for your, your 12 week study. I'll have that information available to them. All so right. what I like to leave everybody with is, you know, this is the Polish Your Mirror podcast. And what I like to say is always keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. Please subscribe and share. You can join our community by visiting Ladies Circle of Success on Facebook. I'm your host, Selena Borns. And as always, remember to keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you.